Yeah, baby. And that's uh, Annie Smith, uh, joined by KB, or shall I say, featuring KB Motselenyana. And uh, we're talking uh, African manhood. And it's interesting that, uh, you know, when you begin conversations about men and their role in society and manhood, um, masculinity is always associated with toughness. You never uh, connect to your emotional self. Um, you never cry. And one of the misconceptions about African men is that uh, you never show affection. Mm. And, and we chose this song specifically to connect <laughs> with that man who's able to love his woman without being uh, apologetic. Mm-hmm. And uh, good afternoon and welcome, Bishop Mapongo. Thank you so much uh, for accepting our invitation. Uh, welcome. Thank you very much for the invite. It's always a joy to to be here with you. And uh, we learn as we grow. That's and it. And I think the first one we are already mentioning on top of the program is the d- defining African men. Mm-hmm. And how sad is it that a China man can walk up to America and t- tell the American how to dress up his wife? Or the European should walk to India and then tell the Indian how to look after his wife? And, <laughs> and, and how do we as Africans sitting here wait for the West and the East to come and tell us how do we behave? How do we look after our own women? But do we know how, as African men, look after our women? That's um, that's why we are here. That's why we had started up this big organization in Dumasamadoda, plus the men's forum, plus men's conversation, and now annual lectures. Is it possible that when the uncles disappeared from the villages and they ran into farms and left single-parented homes, that in as much as we don't see the physical damage on the boys, but maybe emotionally and psychologically, actually, our society, generally our men have grown up without our parents. Both mm-hmm. parents sleeping in the same house for 365 days. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm here as a testimony. My father only came home for Christmas. And sometimes you'd come home at Christmas with shoes that had expired. Because the size was of the previous year when he left home. Come home, mm-hmm. make children and go. So our mothers and fathers stayed with our mothers and our fathers because they were not living together. They were basically on honeymoon throughout throughout their, their, their marriage. So we are be, be, now that we're in town, mm. we could be one of the first generations, actually, that is now having mommy and daddy and kids in the same place. Mm. Mm. However, we have not learned issues of how to become economically viable in this concrete jungle. How do we deal with conflict in this concrete jungle? How do we cope with constitutional issues that are challenging cultural norms and myths yeah. that are there? Because at the end of the day, boys are being taught one thing when they are growing up, that narrative. And all that goes with it. That that is that has formed the the, the, the the psyche of the boy who is growing up. No woman will undermine men, etc. So they are loaded gun. But where do we find the wisdom to then inform a different narrative? Unfortunately, we are late because the police and the and the human rights organizations are already arresting lots of men, are already behind bars. For, mm-hmm. for, for for abusing, for not knowing. Mm-hmm. Some of them actually only wake up when they're in prison to discover what they've done, the extent of what they have done. We can never over, uh, overestimate the value of education and training and development to, to go back to the drafting board. Mm-hmm. I want to challenge even ladies that are there who are single parents, do not block the access of the father to their child. It, it could be the best gift you can ever give. I know some of them are complicated, but sanitize that environment and allow that boy at least to see his father for what he is. And he must make a vow that I don't want to become like, like this man. 
But as men, do we have a, a the same? And I'm going to use uh, the we in the context of the conversation. We men, yes, we men yeah. are just the do same as, as men. We men. men that's men. it. <laughs> do, do we have the same understanding? Um, do are we united? As we, is this what we want for ourselves, for our families? What 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 actually that's very critical because contrary to the, all the changes that we see happening on the socio-economic space, the question is: Is this what the black man wants? Is this what the African man really wants? Is the utopia that has been created by colonialism the country that we want to live in as Africans? And you look Even at an the, African, the very definition of what a man is, because inside that economy, inside mm -hmm. that uh, panacea, inside that uh, euphoria. That's where we're going to live. But the question is that, do we have the morality, the ethics, mm. the build up that can allow us to survive there? For example, you live in a, in, a, in a future where your wife next door, you can another man can just come and ask her, can we go? And, mm. and it's freedom. As long as there is consent between the two parties, maybe as a husband, you have nothing to say. The question, I would just want to build a, a scenario. Yeah. That happening to you and in your own life, the question is how do you deal with that possibility of conflict at the peak? Many of us men, I'm not, I'm not talking for all of us, but 60 to 80% of us men, mm -hmm. we will think of what we'll have done after we've picked up pangas and guns and chopped off people to pieces. Mm -hmm. Because we have not yet been prepared. That when society changes in this direction, does it find men ready? Does it find women ready? All of a sudden, we have women in power. I know a friend in Centennial, apparently, who has hired some three, four boys from, from Alexander, cleaned them up, looking after them, their male prostitutes. The other day, she almost killed out one of them for having a boyfriend outside of their arrangement, sort of thing. So here you also have women who are now yeah. in power. And they can now exercise also the same prostitution or the same flair of lifestyle yeah. with no boundaries. The question is, has life trained even our women to assume power? Has life trained men to live in this new environment and the honest truth is until we begin to have these conversations as men will constantly be talking to the abuse, abused instead of talking to the abusers. So in the anticipated annual lecture that you are going to deliver um, at the uh, military museum in, in Johannesburg, what is going to be um, the focal, the core of the conversations? What are you hoping to achieve? This being the first of its of, of its kind in, in our basket, the whole idea was maybe f for a start, it is to look at the journey that men have gone through from colonialism mm. to uh, political freedom, now to economic freedom. And we hope that spiritual freedom will be the last one at the yeah. end of the thing. But th the journey is still long and there's lots of barriers that we need to get acquainted to. Our business for the first meeting is basically sharing information. And we've partnered with some government departments also. We've partnered with the social uh, safety, security departments, the police and other parties. And the issue is as men, we just need to start talking and start talking positively about ourselves, about our women, and about our children. And if we don't do it, who will do it? And how do we um, deal with the fact that I posted earlier on that, uh, uh, you know, their forefathers were enslaved, their fathers were imprisoned, their sons are emotionally bankrupt. How do, where do we even begin? When you're the international Bucky of the Year, you don't stop there. You keep climbing. That's why the Amarok welcomes a challenge. Any challenge. No matter how steep or high or tough. In fact, you even welcome a challenger. Because when you've got what it takes, when you're a conqueror to the core, you know you'll wipe the floor with whatever stands in your way. Amarok. Arise.
Lifetime Live with Chriselda Tutumashe. Thank you for staying tuned and uh, we invite you to join in the conversation. The number to dial is 0891-104-207 and you can also send us uh, WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107 and uh, we invite you to also send us SMSs 40938. Uh, your SMS will charge you or will cost you 150 and uh, we also on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio and you can hashtag us SAFM Lifetime Live as we have this conversation uh, joining us in studio is uh, Bishop Joshua Maponga as we talk about African manhood a conversation that is long overdue mm-hmm. now before we went on an ad break I was asking how do we even um, you know honestly talk about the effects that we continue uh, to rip from mm. our past as, as Africans all of us black and white difficult education needs to ask that question what quality the quality of education that we've given to these men and this community has it made them better people mm. politicians need to answer that question has the political environment they've created improved homes or constantly it is destroying homes mm. commerce needs to answer that question when you employ a husband in in Polaburwa and his wife is in eastern cape and the mines are in rustenburg and the women are in, in in eastern cape and northern cape and etc the question is 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 the economic structure are the economic structures and political structures aware of the value and the fiber that holds the relationship together mm. without necessarily blaming anything on apartheid but i wonder if some academics out there were next to vets and johannesburg if someone can do a quantified study to see the amount of damage that apartheid and forced labor has done to the african men and the african psyche particularly in the entire community it would be a very interesting study then we can actually be able to put pins and needles across yeah. the t's and say we, we lost it here and if we are talking uh, decolonizing of africa we mm-hmm. cannot decolonize without destroying colonialism itself we cannot remove the colonizer and put black colonizers who are enforcing a, a white colonized agenda on education on medicine on health on lifestyle on families to an extent now that we are only waiting to arrest these men whom we have deemed abusers and i i've, I've seen some of them in prison graduate engineers mm. professional men this is not it's 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 the frustration and the anger that mm. is boiling inside the black man's blood which needs to be channeled channeled diluted flushed out but but it's there yeah is there all right let's take calls now this is amaji damagens as uh, we take your calls right now call chriselda now 0891 104 gerard uh, you're joining us uh, from deben good afternoon and welcome hi chriselda hi to the bishop Good afternoon, you know, sir. I, I, I'm just not sure how you get to this argument that uh, uh, black men and black women weren't prepared for this new democracy or new colonial or, or, or new uh, um, post-colonial or, uh, uh, South Africa, because that's basically the same argument that uh, Dr. Favut used when he saw the winds of change sweeping Africa in the late 50s and the early 60s. That black men and women just weren't ready for democracy. So you know. I'm, I battle to get to grips with that argument. And, you know, if you're worried about a culture of imprisonment, there's got to be some uh, 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 light at the end of the tunnel because Australia was largely a colony of convicts, and, and they've managed to get their morality right. And, and you really start with it by finding leadership that leads by example. They don't have the same 
rape rate as us. They don't have the same murder rate as us. They just don't have the same level of violence as our society. And that should have been one angry bunch of people that were that were shipped shipped uh, uh, from the UK past the Cape of Good Hope all the way to Australia, never set to return. But, you know, they managed to clear their anger. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Gerald. Your response? The, the anger of the Australian who is living in the country where he's now able to run his own agenda and you can run down the black people that are there, the aborigines, etc. We don't want to get involved into that historical corner because it will open another can of worms. That how much violence can you not, how much violence do you want us to talk about but to exterminate an entire na- an entire race and you say they were not as violent. They've managed mm-hmm. to turn it around. The question again is, is the aborigine in Australia happy with the changes that Australia has given him? Is he in the state and in a country where he's free to live being himself without necessarily being feeling, feeling but to otherwise? to Gerard's point, um, do you believe that uh, you know, South African black men and women were ready for this new dispensation? That's the whole idea. Have we, did we, do, do we remember as white people running an educational program that prepared people to live in a democratic state instead it's actually on the contrary you beat people up into democracy it's not like we and if democracy was the best form of government why did we have to fight for it why didn't you give it to us in a plate why did we have to kill people to be democratic and after that you want to tell us that it is the best form of governance there is also something we call indigenous knowledge let's go to jobek now and speak to sipo good afternoon and welcome thank you very much for a wonderful show I would like your guest to, to, to address two issues. Mm. And I will challenge you also, Priscilla, also to give your opinion if you can. The sure. first issue is global. Mm. Uh, considering that all this issue of gender equality and everything, it came with the Western culture. But you must not forget that there is no global in Western culture. So they, don't pay, they don't pay bright price. So I, I think our men are angry because once they pay something for a woman, they think they own this woman. Mm. So I want to hear what he thinks about this Loboda thing because once I pay something, I think I own that thing. Then Thank the you. second issue will yeah. be, I think our laws, our mm. laws must be, I think must be changed some, some, somehow. Because you would, you would notice that I'm a man, I'll give a scenario, I'm a man, I'm working very hard with my family at heart. I will invest whatever I get in taking care of my family. Maybe I will start a business for my family. But now there is this woman who has got a right. She has got a right to associate with whoever she wants. Mm. She can cheat on me. If she goes to ch- if she goes and uh, cheat on me, I can't do anything. If I'm going to divorce this woman, then we have to share whatever I work. So I, I think men are very angry. I think we must, we must uh, uh, consider all those things and see how we can solve that. I think the law must also check before a divorce. Who was wrong? What, what causing the divorce? Who was wrong? Is, is, is this the man who was cheating? If the man was cheating, disadvantage the man. Give him the, the little thing. And Sipo, how would the woman was cheating? She must get uh, less things also. Sipo, how would you advise um, a, a man who's cheated upon to respond? A man who is cheated upon, I would advise them to just count down. If they feel they have to divorce, just divorce, because that's the laws we have. I was afraid because that you would I, say, I allow me to beat her up. Thank hard. you. It's Thank you. Hard. Thank you very much, Sipo. I was afraid that you would say, just allow him to beat you, to beat her up. And I'm glad that's not um, your narrative. Your response to Sipo? The first one, I, 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 think, I think you handled that one quite well. I will go on the first one, the Lobola one. 
it's unfortunate that our young boys have not been educated what Lobola yeah. actually is. It's not about Maybe buying. We, we should try it on another on another show. We, we must definitely. Yeah. Uh, but originally Lobola, you don't pay Lobola as a young man for your yeah. wife. It is your father who goes picks up his cows. But our fathers are poor. But follow me, follow me carefully. One go to the background so that we understand the frustration also between a disenfranchised father and an angry son here at the bottom. That's it. We are already dealing with tension. Got right you. There. Got but you. now the boy feels like I must go to town, I'm educated, I must do my own things by myself, da 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 and then he wants to take the bull by its horns. Mm. When he's got problems, he, he invites you for the wedding, does not invite you for the divorce. That's what happens exactly. Mm. But anyway, let's go back a bit. A father picks up the cows goes to another family, negotiates that your daughter can come and stay with us. And here is the, here is the dowry. Yeah. It's as if a father is marrying a daughter for his own son. Even the day when you want to divorce her, if the first wife, for example, it's an African that you can divorce your first wife. But Africans also came and changed, um, you, you know, that, that understanding and made it about if the father goes, the father must also um, be the one who becomes intimate with her to ensure that she's pure. Abuses will always happen, even in the best places of democracy. Monies and women are being abused. So maybe let's just sanitize the practice so that yeah. we, can, we can find the gist of it. Yeah. So that by the time the boy wants to divorce his, his wife, his first wife, the father looks at him and says, how much did you pay? This mm. one is mine. She's going to stay here. She is the grandmother of my children. <laughs> yes, the news headlines with Utsile Sako. Here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM. 104.4 FM in Hermanus. It is un-African to divorce. How many knew that? Um, and unfortunately, divorce is on the rise um, because we don't do things the way they're supposed to be done. Especially, I have to just keep putting that stamp or adding the stamp of uh, being African and doing things af- the African way. And if you don't know, you don't know what you don't know no, until someone teaches you. Uh, with us in studio is Bishop uh, Joshua Maponga and we're talking about the restoration of uh, African manhood, even understanding what that entails. Let's go to to Mr. Mlambo in Funda Bale Park. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lifetime Live. Hello. Good afternoon. How are you? Great. Thank you, sir. Okay. Yeah, the main problem here is, okay, right, our men, irregardless of black or white, they are not seasoned. Even our girls, our girls, they make these people violent. We do have the cash eyes, we do have this and that, because now what happens is we do have a government which has got a lot of land. On this lot of land, the government was supposed to take that land and make agricultural colleges where men can go and learn how to fight for themselves. When men can go and learn how to build their own houses. If you can find, okay, right, the jails to say, does a jail make a man enough? Can it restore a man? Just find, like, okay, right, Moses is toilet. The one who killed dead eight, I mean, <clears throat> and raped four women in the 1995. That person was even made worse by the jail. But now, the education we are having, it's theory, 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 theory. When you finish that education, you've got nothing to depend on. We were supposed to have the Ujama on a college where you are sending for yourself. 
the education, you could be an engineer, but there's nothing you have developed in life. The moment you go into the real, real life. Thank you, you Mr. Mlam. You can find those people who, who are, hello? Well, we have to round out the thoughts, so I wish we had the liberty of time. Um, sorry, we lost you there. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for that call. Uh, let's go to Sig in Randbeck. Uh, thank you so much for your, uh, for your uh, good afternoon. Patience good is the afternoon. word I was looking for. Thank you so much for your patience. Good afternoon. Thank you. Uh, yes, I, I, I read uh, during the past week or so uh, of, of a columnist writing that he was at some kind of a gathering of men where, uh, where 18 of the 20 men uh, were effectively fatherless. They had never had a father by the sound of it. And, 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 and we read, and there was a survey a week ago or so also, which said that uh, there were um, 75% of, of families were single. Hmm. And 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 uh, this fatherlessness is is a serious serious problem. But but on top of that, we have massive crime, corruption, and stuff going on all over the place. Violence, everything's burning, hmm. and 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 this is all part and parcel. I would have thought of the same kind of thing. Now, uh, I believe there's a massive predominance of psychopathic people in the country who don't know right from wrong because they weren't brought up properly, yeah. uh, who were brought up to be bullies like Julius Malema. And you, I can picture them as being little Julius Malemas who are going to rule the country in future. And I feel so sorry for a country in that situation. And I don't know what we can do about it, but I think it must start as a family. And the churches have a massive role to play. And there's a Father Makachwa who's in charge of our moral regeneration who doesn't do that thing Thank about you. Thank you very much, uh, Sig, for that contribution. Let's go to um, JB in uh, Cape Town as our last caller. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Sissi. How are you? Hey, yeah, these conversations, I really honestly never know how to <laughs> respond, seriously, because if I say I'm fine, it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Sakina, I'm not quite sure whether I heard you when you're addressing your guest. It's either Dr. Bishop. He's a bishop, Joshua Maponga. Bishop. Good afternoon to you. Sir, to you. Good afternoon. Thank you, sir. I heard uh, you said you, the talk is basically about African men, right? Correct. Yes. I think our kind of departure when we're talking about an African man has to include what makes a man. I'll explain to you why. Us as South African men, we've got different tribes within us. And in most cases, what describes you as a man, or initiation, or whatever you, you call it. Mm. And right there, we've got different levels. Because if you are a different tribe from me, and you did your initiation a different way, I don't really perceive you as a man because you didn't do it my way. Because now, we, we don't have common ground right there. I think we need to talk about unity, Uniting every single man, irrespective of what tribe they're coming from, let's just start right there. Let's just unite from that angle. And then we can start discussing these other issues. Because what describes you as a man, Bishop, 
What is different from what describes me as a man from the side? Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, Bishop, your response um, to J.B. Sig and uh, Mr. Mlambo. Okay, the first one I think that came up is the issue of education. Education, Poor correct. education, I think we are not over, uh, we are not over underestimate that. Mm-hmm. It becomes a critical issue that um, we, unless we begin to develop mature men and women, we end up with immature men and women who produce immature kids. The whole issue of illegitimate children is not true. They are illegitimate parents who are not mature enough to assume the responsibility that they have agreed to. Number two, the fatherlessness of the South African men. Well, that one, I'm glad, actually, the gentleman who called is a a fellow uh, European, white South African man. I like that part. We need to ask that question again. What has the economic developments of this country done to the African family? Which is which is key. In as much as there, there are lots of these boys meeting around, 18 of them with no fathers. Mm. It feels mm. so emotional. Yeah. But the question is, where are their fathers? Where are they? They're, they're in, in some industry. They are in some mine. They are in jail. They are somewhere else where they cannot be accountable. So maybe that's not my question to answer, but it's for all of us to answer as a country. And, and, and hence, as I said before, when we were on the break, that we're still looking forward to one ministry in mm. the South African government, just one ministry, mm. where we can have the father and mother a minister and his wife but i also feel as a model i also feel like um, you know there's no uh, the environment is not friendly uh, for men young men who are outspoken who speaks things that need to be they regarded as violent and i hate that uh, notion that uh, malema is um, hateful and and uh, can you imagine a, a whole lot of i was going to, i was uh, going to comment on that actually and say okay. we look at 1976 you look at young kids between the ages of 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13, whom you were spraying with guns. Mm. And they were crawling on their, on their, on their knees. And, and you, you create that amount of tension and anger in their spirit. Mm. And then they, they must wake up the following morning and they must be normal. They must act like nothing happened. People were being bent every day in Soweto on the streets. Mm. They saw violence at mm. the highest level. Policemen were harassing, beating up their grandmothers and etc. Mm. They saw that on a day-to-day basis. The same European people who are saying that we must not be violent. They were violent on the black people and they taught it to the children because the fathers were in the mines and in the prisons. So who was teaching our black children back in the villages? I don't want to take all the blame there, but take some responsibility for crying out loud. That we share in this modern democratization and socialization and industrialization space. We have paid for this with our blood, with our families, with our dignity and our self-respect. All right, let's take Mzolile in PE. When we return, you also need to respond. On okay, the cultural we've lost, one. Um, what makes a man? Yeah. What makes a man? That's one is a beautiful one, and I think we can have a good start. Bonongkonyana and all these kings, kings We need to close them in one room. We need to close them in one room. All the kings and the cultural leaders, and they can simply synchronize their pattern. We know 80% of them, 90% of them circumcise. Those who want to fall into that space, this is what must be done and how it must be done. Mm. Those who do Likota type of training and put their son in the center, the whole village of men come around and they speak wisdom into the boy, do that. Those who believe in pushing their kids to go and hunt in the bush, unfortunately, Kruger National Park is now closed. You can't bring a trophy of a lion and say, I'm a man. But we need to start conversing and discussing these issues from cultural corners to monarchical spaces and unite that part so that as African men in our traditional thought, all our cultures can be equally so represented. Where, where are we going for this conversation? 
We are we are we are going for for the conference, the first one that we are doing at the end of the, the, the month on the thirty first. That's Tuesday next week, I think, at the Military Museum. We can start these conversations, develop a few papers, and begin to distribute information. But we are looking for men, looking for men. Let's come, let's talk, let's Where share. Where do we find information on how to RSVP? Because as men, we are touched right now. We want to do something to change the narrative. There, there there's a website. There's a website. There is your your uh, station details also that are there. Maponga Joshua, Joshua Maponga is my site uh, on my Facebook status and etc. You will find the posters are there. Tembam Zimba Malume is his also account. <laughs> and uh, Chris said, I think we'll take we'll take the people that please are, that, us, that are yes. around with us and then can follow up. And then SFM Radio, please do take us. Thank you, thank you very much for coming through. Thank you for being light. Always thank you. And this song is our tribute to all the men who want the status quo to change. Bob Marley saying redemption song. Old pirates, yes, they rabbi, sold like to the merchant ships. 